Welcome back in the Bill Michael Show. Final hour of the program. Good to have you on board. 877-867-1670. You want to give us a shout? Um, Jason says, uh, when you go back to Mark Antanasio's answer, this is why I'm against public getting involved in stadium deals. I think Mark should sell personally. Uh, Jason, it has absolutely one does not have anything to do with the other. You know, um, look, um, and I, I, I know I'm biased because of what I do for a living, but think about the, the stadium deal kept the team here. The stadium deal never says anything about winning. Winning is luck of the draw. Winning is how good is your general manager, how much money your front office has to spend on player personnel. Stadium deals, public financing uh, has absolutely positively nothing to do with winning. And I know that's um, hard for some to understand, but it, it doesn't. It keeps the team viable in your area. And to think about this for a minute, Brewers fans have faithfully supported this franchise, they have reaped the benefits in so many different ways. I'll give you a really quick example, and I thought of this when I saw it. Um, and this was last year. I was uh, up in Stevens Point, and uh, it was a, I was coming back from Wausau. It was probably, I don't know, 2.30 in the afternoon. I stopped in Stevens Point right off the exit at 39. There's a quick trip there. And I stopped at the quick trip, and there was two girls and two guys, all dressed in brewer's gear, getting out of the car. They ran inside. They had a big styrofoam cooler with them. They loaded it up. They had beer. They had a bunch of tailgate stuff in the back. They were going down to American Family Field. And so I talked to them for just a quick second. And they were coming down, and not only were they stopping off to buy food and tailgate fare, something they would not have normally done, but they were staying overnight. They were spending money on a hotel. So when you talk about what teams mean, first of all, the salaries, the millions, $140 million worth of salary gets taxed in the state of Wisconsin. And that money then gets dispersed to different departments. And, and whether it's, you know, something as simple as putting extra trash cans into your park or getting an extra gurney for your police and fire departments and your first first responders, uh, getting new new pistols for your police department, or just hiring additional personnel, or keeping the ones you have. It all goes somewhere. There's always something where that money goes that, that means something to the state. And whether it's the Bucks, the Packers, you know, here's the thing. Nobody would even for a second say, well, I'll let the Packers go. We don't need them. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not because for for a short period of time, you, there was some thought that the, even the Brown County tax would not go through. But think about what life would be in this state without those franchises, without the Bucks, without the Packers, and without the Brewers. All of which, which in my lifetime here in the state of Wisconsin, think about this: since 1999 is when I got here. I'm, next year, March 5th of next year, will be 25 years in broadcasting in the state of Wisconsin. And since then, we came that close to losing the Green Bay Packers. 
just before I got here, had it not been for George Petak changing his vote, the Brewers would have been gone. And the Milwaukee Bucks, Seattle was looking over that fence. They were pressing hard, man. Seattle, they were going to become the, the Seattle Bucks. They were that close to getting out of here. And now you look at what you have in the state. You got an incredibly beautifully renovated, which is the Taj Mahal of all of football, Lambeau Field. It's it's hallowed ground. And people talk about AT&T Stadium and its size and how grand it is. It is, but it's shiny and new. Lambeau Field is Lambeau Field. And it's what everybody I mean, we go to Super Bowl every year, and I talk to everybody from Emmett Smith this year to Ross Tucker to Coach Billick to Steve Mariucci. Uh, I talked to uh, I talked to Charles Woodson. I talked to Terry Bradshaw. I talked to Howie Long. I talked to Rob Gronkowski. All these guys. Everybody talks about Lambeau Field. It, so Lambeau Field is still here, and it's still viable. Then you look at the box, and they've won a championship. Had we let them go, they weren't going to win it here. And then you think about the Brewers. What life would be if you didn't have Brewers baseball? Now, if you're a Cubs fan, you'd be looking south. If you're a Twins fan, you'd be looking north. But for the the vast majority of people in the state of Wisconsin, they're Brewers fans. What would you be doing? Maybe you'd be spending those discretionary dollars somewhere, but I don't think in that quite amount, so to speak. So anyway... When you look at the venues that we have, the I mean, you could even include Camp Randall into this and a renovated Camp Randall Stadium. We are really, really blessed in the state of Wisconsin that we kept those franchises here. Yes, we spent public money, but we're also it's no different than some of the funding that they're putting together for the new convention center, which is going to bring additional business into the area, which is going to bring people into the downtown, people into the restaurants, people into the hotels, people paying those taxes. And those events to be successful. The same thing when they built the Pfizer Forum, it wasn't just for the Bucks. Think about all the concerts that have run through there, all the events that have run through there. Why? Because they can now. That's all people heading downtown, paying those taxes, paying the gas, paying all those different, the, the restaurants, the meals, the tailgate, everything that they do, the overnights. There is a ripple effect to all of this. So when you say, you know, I, I get it, nobody wants to have a tax raised or some kind of a tax put on something. I get it. Hell, I don't want it. But I'll tell you what, when I think about what's good versus the minimal dollars that I end up shelling out, it's like school taxes. If, the, if I look at the school and I think, yeah, they need it for whatever particular reason, then, yeah, I'm voting for it. Because in the long run, it betters our community. Um, Randy says, look at what the owners of the Bucks have been doing, spending money and luring in some free agents, making trades. They've been busy building a winner. Mark has been trimming payroll. But it's different, Randy. Here's the thing. They, they have a salary cap. Yeah, they've done things and they've made moves, but they're not blowing money to blow money. They're not because it, be, it can be endless in Major League Baseball. The owners of the Bucks have 15 guys. That's it. That's it. Mark Antanasio, would I want to see him spend more money? Absolutely. Look, I'm not saying Mark's in the right here. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you know 
where the Bucks payroll is because the Bucks payroll is right here, and you know what the salary cap is, and you know what the luxury tax is, right? You know what the Packers spend because this is what they have. We talk about it all the time, how much money they have to spend in free agency, this and this and this and this and this, and you know what the contracts are. Baseball, you don't know what they're making. You don't know what their budget is. You don't, you don't know any of that stuff. And baseball without – if baseball had a salary cap, this wouldn't be an issue because we wouldn't be talking about spending more money. Right? We wouldn't be, because if you, you know where the cap is. So it's not like the Yankees are going to outspend the Brewers or the Mets are going to outspend the Brewers by $150 million or $160, $170 million. You know what I mean? Because there's a cap. So if the Mets are sitting at $200 million, if that's the cap, say the cap's $200 million, and they're sitting at $297 million, and the Brewers are sitting there at one hundred and five, then you can look at Mark and go, dude, with an even playing field and a salary cap in Major League Baseball, and these players that aren't now making $500, $600, 700000000 million of total money over a period of, say, 10 years, you can't, you can't dive in on that. Then you have the understanding. But when you've got the Mets saying, it's endless, the Dodgers saying, it's endless, the Yankees saying, it's endless, and Mark Antanasio saying, we're 30 and 30, and we're, we're, we're barely breaking even. That's when you got to look at them and go, okay, look, that's fine. So either one of two things have to happen. You have to find additional money via investment to help this franchise, but no owner is going to come in and say, if you're only breaking even, I want to buy in. Nobody buys into a break-even business because all you're going to do is throw money at it. All that business then is doing is asking you to throw money into the pot so he no longer breaks even, so he makes money or the team makes money, but you're never going to get that money out of it. It's a bad business deal. But if that's the case, if you take him at it at his word, now, Alex, you bring up a great point. He says the Players Association, and they just stay—they just stated it. They will never accept a salary cap. You know why? Because the brewer, because brewers, but because the owners one don't want to show the books, two don't want a salary floor. And Gary says it's a uh, it's a uh, manipulated break-even. Oh, I agree with that. Your break-even and my break-even and his break-even are probably a lot different. Probably a lot different. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on all of this. 877-867-1670. Um, give us a shout because I, I just I find the whole discussion very interesting. Um but also, it is a reality of where we are as far as a small market goes. And just that statement alone, and I asked Kevin Holden this yesterday, and I, I, I really, this was something that I, I just kind of burned in my soul yesterday. I thought to myself, at what point, now think about this, at what point do the small market owners, okay, when you just look at the small market owners for where they are, and you got to think about the market itself, okay? So at what point do you take a – because the Twins are in a big city. They always say the Twins are small market. The Twins are not a small market team. You look at, say, Kansas City, 
Um, the the Rangers maybe because they're more Anaheim or uh, they're more Arlington than anything. The the A's. Um, maybe a team like a Seattle. Um, Miami's not small market, but they're not necessarily tops even in that market because people do other things. Um, say Cincinnati and Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. You could even maybe throw St. Louis into that mix as a small market franchise, even though they've had continued success. Um, I don't think, you know, maybe Colorado, but Colorado's got a big market too. But you start to look at, say, five or six or seven of these markets, and you put them together of these medium to small markets, mid-sized to small markets, as far as media dollars go. When do those teams just say, we can't do it? This has to change. So either the whole terminology of revenue share changes, which if I'm the Yankees, why do I want to give the Brewers my money? I understand it's for that I've worked my ass off for this money, so I, de- I deserve it. But also for the un- understanding of the viability of baseball, the game. Otherwise, you just just otherwise lop teams off. Just go to 15 teams and call it a day. You need the Brewers. You need the Reds. You need the Pirates. You you need Kansas City. You need these teams. So I, I you just. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's ever going to get fixed, and that's a sad part about it. So while we can sit here all day and go through, we can sit here all day and pontificate about how we can fix baseball with salary caps, salary floors, and such. The problem is the reality of uh, of the times in which we live. It is always going to be a discussion. It is always going to be a problem. We're always going to talk about an owner who's cheap. We're always going to talk about an owner who says they're barely making money but will never show you the books. Uh, And we're always going to talk about when it comes to signing big-name talent or keeping big-name talent of your own, Corbin Burns, you're going to just let it go because you're never going to be in on those discussions. And they're always going to say, we were in on that deal or this deal. And were you in on it because you made a big-time offer? And you got beat out by five or six or seven to ten million bucks, or were you just kicking the tires? Did you make a CC Sabathia deal while you offered a hundred million, knowing that everybody else is offering a hundred and thirty, which really is a moot point? You know? Are you really in on it or not? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's uh, let's do this. We'll break. We'll come back, and I want to open up the phone lo- phone calls uh, and open up the phone lines because I, I think there's a lot of people with a lot to say, and there's a lot of stuff on the uh, live stream that's going back and forth as well. Um, but but there is the want and there is the reality of what it is, re- not just in, in Brewers fandom. It, it is throughout Major League Baseball, and I, I think it's something to, uh, to discuss. 877-867-1670. Hey, our friend Lisa Lee Ortel over at uh, Land and Stone Realty. And uh, don't forget, Lisa moves wi at gmail.com. You can get a hold of her there. But uh, making the path to your new home smooth. Now, she's a condo specialist. She specializes in VA loans as well. Her husband's a veteran, as a matter of fact. And uh, just really great person. But, uh, again, works really hard for the clients, the customers. All you got to do is call her, 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798. Get a hold of Lisa. 
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Boat covers, boat upholstery, awnings, maybe out in front of your business. Uh, if you've got an office and you want to get all your chairs recovered or something to that effect, or maybe a gym and you want all your gym equipment redone, there is no better place to go than my buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All. Dot com. That's Dwayne's Cover It All dot com up in Wausau. And uh, there are companies in Illinois and Chicago that actually send their stuff to him. So don't uh, don't think because he's in Wausau that you can't get your stuff up there. Uh, do it and save yourself some money. 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. That is my buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's Cover It All dot com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All dot com he does some fantastic work and uh, like i said it's great when you mix the businesses because you uh, take stoley's hog alley out in oconomowoc and uh those two guys met actually here at the christmas party and they they're both local businesses wanted to help one another and so stoley hired uh hired Dwayne to do the uh the sales the canopy over his new deck and he's just that good he can do that too so think about that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Chet says, how does Mark justify not going after players like Soto, Hayter, and Burns, yet he bought into a European soccer team? I'm sure he spent more than $700,000 there that he wouldn't give to Burns. That is from Chet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think it sucks that for a long time you and I have – I got here in 99. And the Brewers were not very good at all. And for a long time, there was one after the other after the other. There was Big Daddy Dan D'Amico and Nick Nugabauer. And Ben Sheets was going to be the Cy Young Award winner on a continuous. And Ben, you know, he kind of burned like a hot comet and then flamed out. And, you know, you go through pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. And it, it, it never happened. You just kept waiting for that homegrown talent. And then you get it. And you get it almost threefold. And then when you finally get it, you're like, oh, this is great. And we can't afford to keep it. So the $700,000, and this is the way it was explained to me, was Corbin Burns hired Scott Boris. Scott Boris has absolutely positively no intention of signing an early contract with Corbin Burns and keeping him here. He's going to take him to free agency. And he is going to get a boatload of money. And the Brewers aren't going to be able to pay it. So the Brewers looked at it as, first of all, the players wanted arbitration, and they got it. So it's tough to hear some of the things negatively said about you, but they got what they wanted. Um, but the, the the organization looked at it as, we're not keeping it. It's not like he's going to go, thanks for the 700000 You know what? I'm about to sign for, say, $250 million. For you, I'll sign for one hundred and seventy-five. He's not going to do that. So the Brewers are like, hang on to as much money as you can. That's $750,000 we can pay a rookie with. We can do something else with it. It sucks. It makes you look cheap. It really does. But in in the grand scheme of doing business, Corbin Burns, unless you were going to step up and pay the man right now, which sucks that they, they, they won't or can't, he wasn't staying anyway. So don't just give him 
almost a million bucks as a parting gift. I don't like it. I think it sucks, and I think the, the, the whole, you know, league without a salary cap sucks, but I understand it. I look at it as when I used to have conversations with Ken Maka years ago. I used to go into Ken's office, and I'd ask him certain things, and I'd, I'd say, hey, what about this or what about that? And I didn't agree with it, but he, he'd explain it to me. And I'd go, okay, I get it. I may not like it. I may not agree with it, but I get it. I understand it. Um. Jason said his salaries have blown up as uh, well as everything else. I can't afford uh, can't afford it to do a plan to get down to see the Bucks with my youngest daughter. Uh, yeah, everything. I mean, everything's gone up. You're you're completely right. I understand all of that. Um, let's see here. Randy says the seven hundred thousand stiff does not help matters if you were trying to keep him. Tell us he is not part of the future plans then. In other words, you just want him to come out and be honest about it? I think actions are pretty much right there. I mean, if he was part of the future, they first of all, they wouldn't have taken it to arbitration. And secondly, then they would have already tried to sign him because this is coming into the last year. I would be... Like I said, I don't get shocked very often, but I would be shocked if Corbin Burns stayed. I think what they had to do was they looked at two different scenarios. Which guy are we going to keep? And Corbin Burns is going to make a boat ton of money. So I think what they're planning on doing is keeping Woodruff and Peralta and letting Corbin Burns go. Uh, Greg says, crazy idea. They need a true revenue sharing like the NFL and a salary floor. That's perfect. I'd go along with that. Not going to happen, but i go along with that. And, and and there were some people over on the live stream that brought up some really good points and said, look, if I'm the Yankees, I don't want that. They don't want to have pl- a level playing field. If you have revenue share, they, they want to keep winning and dominating. Um, the, uh, the whole thing with Corbin Burns is when he's going to get traded. I would think unless a team at the trade deadline this year really comes strong, I would think that in this offseason they're going to put together maybe a two, maybe three-team or four-team deal that's going to include Burns and a a pretty good haul for him back. The Brewers are going to get in in the trade market, they're going to get some serious haul for him. Now, the only caveat to that is, much like with the Packers situation, Every team out there that's going to be in the bidding for Corbin Burns and his services knows, one, the Brewers can't pay him. They can't afford him. And two, you're not going to hang on to him, so you, you know you're getting rid of him. Now, if he would, if this team was the Yankees and they had an endless pocket, they'd be either one questioning why you're getting rid of him or going, well, okay, if you got five really good starters and you got one guy that, you know, is, is really good and you're going to you're, – you're, you're extra – you know, okay, maybe they're in the Cadbird seat because they say, look, you know, we can let them go. Otherwise, we're just going to pay them and keep them. And other teams would then be more hard-pressed up additional prospects, starters, whatever, to get his services. But the Brewers are still in the Cadbird seat because all it takes is one or two extra teams to get in on the bidding, and suddenly the bidding, bidding can go through the roof. And you know the Dodgers, you know the Yankees, you know um, maybe the White Sox, the Angels – you know, all of those teams are going to be in the running. 
for his services. You know that. You know, I mean, but but then again, say you get a team like the Rangers or say you get a team like the Phillies that also get in on that. Well, you know, then, then all of a sudden it really begins to drive the price up. So I think you... You know, unless somebody falls on their head before the before the uh, trade deadline, I would assume you're going to do this whole thing in the off season, and we'll see how that all you know how that all escalates. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Give us a buzz if you want to. Otherwise, a lot of people shooting us emails and chiming in on the live stream today. It's been a good spirited day today uh, on the live stream. Um, Jason says, "Don't forget, Atanasio is a hedge fund guy. Investments, uh, yes." And we all know some people's investments have not necessarily been good, so maybe that's playing into it. I don't know. I don't know if that business affects dramatically this business, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Jason says they need to put uh, their follow the Miami Marlins model, put your money into scouting and getting your minor leagues up to par if you're able to make the playoffs and shock the world. They have done that, Jason. They have done that. They have put the revenue share that has been given to them via Major League Baseball they have put that money back into the – their farm system's come up. It's still not great, but their farm system has come up. They have been they have been doing that with the scouting department. They have gotten better internationally, and they have also gotten better locally within the states. But, yes, they have done that. And the, the, the minor league – the reason the minor league system was somewhat depleted was because – you know, for a couple of years there, they were kind of going for it. And they were trying to pick pieces up along the way. So they were trading some of their better prospects. You know, and as a small market team, that's where you thrive. And once you start to trade away your small prospects, then you go down and down and down and down and down. And if it pays off, then great. But eventually you're not going to keep all those pieces and you're going to sell off some of those parts. And then you got to go back and replenish your farm system and get it back up again. Bring some of that cream to the top to the majors. And then when you really need that one or two or three pieces along the way that are, is going to give you a legitimate shot at the postseason and or World Series, then you make another deal and you begin to deplete it again. Whereas the Yankees go buy a player. They don't have to go out and, and give up a boatload of prospects. They just go buy a guy. You know, hey, this year going into this season, we need a first baseman. Boom, here's one on the market. We'll go out and spend, you know, $20 million a year to pick up this guy for a three- or four-year contract. They go do that, where the Brewers have to hope that the guy that's in the minor league system is ready to come up and take over the first base position. That's the difference with some of these some of these high-market versus low-market teams. Mike says that the NBA have a true salary cap. It's a luxury tax. It's a cap, but basically what it is is you hit a certain mark, and then you pay $0.50 cents on the dollar. Till you get to another mark, and then when you do that, you pay dollar for dollar what you're over that cap in in dollars. So if you're 20 million over the cap and the threshold is 30, well then you're paying 10 million dollars extra as a luxury tax just for being over the cap. But once you get to say 20 or 30, then you're paying dollar for dollar. Now you're paying if it's 30 million, you're paying 30 million. If it's 40 million, you're paying 40 million, and then it gets to a certain point where it goes, I think, to a dollar 50 over the cap. So if you're, you know, if you're at 50 million, then you're paying 75 million, you know? So it, it's a soft cap as they call it. It's not a hard cap like the NFL. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up. We are broadcasting today uh, from a different location. I had a couple of people ask me about it. Yep. Uh, currently, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, the studio is done, but uh, for the time being, we're going to be here. Maybe we're going to move it around a little bit. I think we're also going to try the wagon wheel uh, a little bit, but we we got some, we got some options which are nice we got options we'll be back right after this
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Two great places, one great set of owners. Uh, that is Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon in Hubertus on Hubertus Road, uh, which is just east of uh, the Holy Hill area, that's a good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. I mean, and when I say old-fashioned, they make great old fashions and Bloody Marys and such there. Then there's smoke in the water. Chef Jerry Garcia continues to kind of reinvent the menu, and they've got a lot of fantastic specials, but uh, they're right there on Okachi Lake, and I, I absolutely love their deck. They continue to expand and get bigger and better. Downstairs is awesome once the garage doors are open, but upstairs on that deck, especially outside in the summertime, beautiful, beautiful just to hang out there on Okachi Lake and check it out. Either place great smoke on the water in okachi lake sloppy joe saloon and spoon on hubertus in hubertus either place you can't go wrong and uh, tell joe and ellen when you go in and say hi to them tell them we sent you they're they're great people uh 877-867-1670-877-867-1670 i will say one thing here uh getting off of the uh the brewer stuff um the uh, uh, Jason says that uh, the Carton show out of New York has hinted very strongly that another team is coming to play. Just trying to get word from the Wisconsin side of things. I think uh, there's probably somebody inquiring. I, I don't know. I, I have not heard specifically. He said it uh, on th- uh, his show on Fox Sports One, Bill, and it was yeah. the Niners, and it sounded like speculation. It was a it's, yes. The longer this goes on, I can't see another team not trying, exactly. given the prices. There's only a couple of teams, and see, that was where I was going with this. With I don't know for sure if there is another team or maybe the speculation that it could be another team, but there's probably only one other team, maybe two, that Rodgers would consider going to. One would be the Raiders, and they've already taken themselves out of the mix. They've already said they want a, a long-term fix, not a short-term fix. The only other team that I think Rodgers would consider going and playing for would be Shanahan and company over with San Francisco. And San Francisco, we talked about that a little bit earlier. If indeed they ever got into the mix, they would have to say, okay, look, it's going to be a one-year deal most likely because they firmly believe that uh, that maybe Rodgers is only in it for one more year, that maybe he could come in, be a, a, you know, a mentor to Trey Lance for one more season rather than just Garoppolo, run that system the way it's supposed to be run. And with the defense they have and the offensive weapons they have, I mean, he probably – would put them into a Super Bowl. You would think because they were right there with Brock Purdy. So that would make a lot of sense for them. What you don't want is, God forbid, the the Packers do make it to a postseason, only to get knocked out by San Francisco yet again, which has kind of become the nemesis for the Green Bay Packers. There's another rumor floating around out there that Bill Belichick has been shopping Mac Jones. And whether that's true or not, we haven't heard anybody with confirmation but could New England jump into this? Now, here's the other side to that coin is Rogers has I, I don't think Rogers has a connection to where he would say, I want to go play for Bill Belichick with a brand new offensive coordinator, a team that is not really loaded with talent offensively to begin with. And that, albeit on the fringe of a playoff, I don't think Rogers makes them even a Super Bowl contender. I think he makes them maybe a playoff contender. But, again, you're going to – that means you would be playing against the Jets, a team that you've already said you want to go play for. So that's not going to happen. Take take New England out of that mix. I think the only two teams that would be in on this 
would be the Jets, and if the 49ers happen to throw their hat into the ring, which doesn't seem likely because I don't think Brian Gutekinds wants to trade him in conference. But if he does, then the 49ers would really have to come up with some type of compensation package, of which they don't have. Remember, they don't have a lot of draft capital. So I, I just I don't think that's going to happen. And I know that people are trying to speculate as to whether or not, you know, um, and certainly if, if that were to happen from Rogers' perspective, absolutely. You know, would Rogers say, hey, I want to go play for San Francisco? He's already said he said that last year. Or two years ago, I should say, when all the speculation began to come up that he was, you know, very uh, open to being traded away because he wasn't happy with the Green Bay Packers to begin with. So when you start to look at the draft capital that that the San Francisco 49ers have, well, first of all, they don't have they would really have to step up to the plate and they don't have a first round pick. Remember, they went all in a while ago. So they don't have that first round pick. Um so when you start to look at where they would actually be drafting, if they would say want to trade up and and grab somebody, they would be talking maybe about a, a 2024 draft. Um, some draft capital rather than this season, because I mean, you go you you go all the way down through the first couple of rounds. They don't have anybody where the, they can't. And Brian Gutekind said he wants compensation sooner rather than later, meaning in this year's draft. So I, I don't I don't see the Forty ers really being even able to jump into this, other than just by name and saying that they would be willing to do something, but. I, I don't I don't see them going in on this. So I think it's the Jets or nobody, and I think it'll get done right about the time of the draft. Maybe right up against the draft, but I think that's when it'll get it that's about when it'll get done. Eight seven seven eight eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one hit us up and fire off some questions or such. Uh by all means go ahead uh and and hit us up. I, I you know, and Jason says New England was on my mind. But you're not going to say, hey, I want to become a New York Jet and then go play for the New England Patriots. You're just not going to do it. And, again, you're going to want to go someplace that you have a legitimate shot. You feel it. it, it they didn't go get Alan Lazard only to let Rodgers slip through their fingers. You know? Now, granted, you can still say that maybe Lazard was some type of a knowledgeable upgrade or something, but you didn't go get Lazard with the intention of letting Rodgers go. You know what I mean? So I, I it's it's still it's going to happen. It would be uh, funny. Water, go I ahead. Say. In the oh, grand scheme happened? of it, oh, yeah. the, it, in the ranking of the most funny things that will probably happen, him not showing up to any offseason activities is up there. I think even higher is him going to a team that isn't the Jets. I they would think lose their minds. The Jets, if they lost out on Rodgers because they refused to come up and around in a draft choice, and Brian Gutekinds would stick to his guns and say, I'm not doing it, we're going to go somewhere else, or you can retire or come back, uh, I don't think it will happen, but I I think that would be so Jets-esque, it wouldn't be funny. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back, final segment. Don't forget about our friends at the Water Doctors, H2, the letter O, doctors.com. And uh, if you want the best water softening system that's out there, that's the Canonical Water Softening System. The best people to work with who give back to the community, that's John Atley and his staff uh, out there 
that uh, they do a lot of work with Custom Canine Service Dog Academy, basically finding dogs and getting dogs to service men and women who, who need them, uh, whether they're therapy dogs, PTSD dogs, uh, disability dogs, they help out in a big, big way. So not only do they have the best product on the market in the water softening system, the Kinetico, they also do a lot of great stuff. Give them a call, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. That's the Water Doctors. Give them a call. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it. things that uh, I, I love showing off uh, when people come over. Uh, I've always shown them around the house, and I go down to the gym, and I always say, you know, here you go, and I always go, God, look at the floor. The floor is so cool. I had it epoxied uh, not that long ago. Epoxy floor, flooring done right. Sean and the gang over there, they uh, they did it, and they painted the entire room. It was a dull brick, and then the floor was nasty, and they redid the whole room. And uh, if you, you know, I'm telling you, it's it's fantastic, and I'm going to have them do the garage floor eventually here, most likely this summer. But uh, go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. But from Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison, everywhere in between, Racine, Kenosha, uh, you go up to La Crosse, wherever, 262-443-2852. Sean goes all over, 262-443-2852. He just did my buddy's bar uh, at uh, Social House. Uh, just at Dandela's Bar at Social House, and even put the logos in the floor, which was really, really cool. So, again, go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Um, the, uh, Mike says, no, Belichick's not going to tolerate any of Aaron Rodgers' antics. That's the uh, last place he would go, which I would probably agree with that. I, I, don't, think, uh, I, I don't think at all that um, – the uh, Patriots are in the mix in any of this. I really don't. Ben, to you, I, I can't see Aaron no, Rodgers. I don't. I don't think. I think that's completely, completely bogus. They don't have the I don't team. I would argue. No, they're not even close to close to being a. That's why I said they're not close to a Super Bowl contender. Uh, he's not going to go play in the same division against the Jets. It, that just there's too many things there. He's not going to play for Belichick. Belichick's not going to put up with any of that crap. Uh, that that's that's not going to happen. I don't. I know that there's been some rumors that Bill Belichick has been chopping Mac Jones, which I'm sure Mac Jones can't feel good about. But that does not mean in any way, shape, or form that suddenly uh, they're jumping into the mix when it comes to uh, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers going to the New England Patriots. So I can't see that happening. I don't really buy those rumors as well because they had the disaster of Matt Patricia coaching offense last year. Then they go uh-huh. out, they hire Bill O'Brien who was Mac Jones's offensive coordinator when he was at Alabama. Right. Just some of the other moves seem to be ones that would build around Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what yeah, other right. options are out there that are like Jones is still cheap. They have Bailey right. Zappi on the roster, but it's not as if he's this amazing prospect. Nope. He beat the, he beat the Packers. Well, but that was it. <laughs> so did Taylor Heineke. And others. Oh, by the way, by the way, Paul says, uh, just pounded three tenders from quick trip, Bill Michaels and some quick trip for the uh, win. Uh, Go Brewers, excited to see what Wade Miley has for stuff tonight. I'm telling you, those quick trip tenders, man. Oh, there you go. I said Wade Miley could be be the X factor to this team. Now, I I know the rookies and what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. But if Wade Miley gives you what Wade Miley gave you a few years ago, this rotation then becomes, ends up looking dominant, does it not? I think it already is. I mean, I would say well, yeah, but- Freddie Peralta is more of an X factor just because of health. When he's healthy, he's incredible. He hasn't right. been healthy. 
Eric Lauer has shown a month or two of dominant pitching and then gives up too many homers in starts. Correct. I think there are a bunch of other X factors before Miley. Like he's Jason Alexander. He'll, he'll start some games. He'll be okay. He'll get hit. It'll be fine. He'll eat innings as we say. Right. But maybe I'm lower on him than others. I don't see him as the X factor necessarily. Um, I now Wade Miley was nicked up, had a short stint, did not play well, did not pitch well last year, but you go back a couple of years before the injury, he was pretty solid. And he said he now again, I love to use the quote and the cliche that Ben makes Ben's you know skin cringe, but he said you know feels as good as he's felt in years coming into <laughs> camp. Now it's not best shape of my life, okay? But he said he feel, finally feels really good, so we'll see. But if Wade Miley, uh, if Wade Miley can uh, can can give them. I'm not saying he has to throw a you know two two ERA. I'm saying if he throws in the the between two nine five and three five and gives you ten wins, that's a successful season for Wade Miley. Ten eleven wins. That you talk about the back end of the bull or the back end of the rotation. That's a hell of a that's a hell of an anchor. I take that in a heartbeat. When he, he could be. Because then you have everybody on your staff has the capability of extending a winning streak and stopping a losing streak. And that's all you can ask for out of your starting rotation. Now, I, I still go back to I think the Achilles heel of this team could possibly be the bullpen by, by the time it's all said and done. But Wade Miley, I'm, I'm telling you, circle that uh, when you talk, talk about X factors. I threw that X factor out there yesterday that Wade Miley could be that guy. You don't agree with me, Ben? I don't. No. <laughs> But we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just, I'm, I'm low on Wade Miley. He gives me yeah. Jamie Moyer vibes. Just a little younger and not as good. Yeah. Okay. Like old Jamie well, Moyer, who was crafty. Uh, nobody today, no no game today, starting earlier than 2 o'clock. Uh, 310 is the first one at San Diego uh, at home, opening up against the Diamondbacks. You got the Cubs on the road taking on Cincinnati. While we're going to be paying attention to the uh, to the Brewers tonight, Brewers coming up this evening. Wade Miley, the lefty on the hill, against Scherzer tonight. Brewers three and one, Mets three and two on the season, and uh, that game gets underway six forty six forty Central Time tonight. Uh, by the way, the Pirates are on the road taking on the Red Sox in St. Louis. They're at home with that two and two record. Matt's on the hill, the lefty against Dodd, the lefty tonight, taking on the Braves. So the Braves are visiting St. Louis this evening, and you've got a full slate of Major League Baseball tonight. So um, eight, uh, yeah, 12, 15 games, yeah, fourteen games tonight. So good stuff on the docket regarding Major League. I'm looking forward to that. I'll be hunkered down. I know we've got the weather. I'm getting. It's funny. I don't know what you're getting out there, but I, I have the weather app um, on my phone, and it keeps buzzing telling me that hail has been in the area. Walworth County is under, under a hail advisory. I've seen some of the some of the rain. It's cut through the su- southeastern portion of the state of Wisconsin. Other, you know, rain and wind factors are starting to kick up and, and are starting to become watches and such for later on this evening. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hunker down. So i got a couple of things I'm going to run around and do today. And then I think uh, tonight it's upstairs in the office, and I'm going to, uh, you know, continue to work on the, the new studio turn on the brewers game if i'm lucky maybe i grill out if i'm not then i eat in tonight and uh and just kind of take it easy and kick back relax and see what happens and what's on the docket for tomorrow that's it good stuff how do we sound today ben we do okay down here in the uh, the new digs
yeah, for good. the, the t- new temporary digs? Yeah, you didn't I talk. I thought, you neglected to talk about the guy that was urinating all over the concourse at the Brewers game. But aside from that, I think it sounded awesome. <laughs> we can always bring it up tomorrow. We, t- we did talk about the UConn students busting into the student union, but we didn't talk about the drunk ass yeah, but their pants being were in the Congress. This is true. His pants were not. Uh, what kind of a moron does that? All right, time for us to go. Until we talk again tomorrow, have a good one. See you.